That bass yeah. sounds nasty. Yeah. It is. It's disgusting. I'm pull up in the Not nasty in a good way, though. Hey. Kalani, I got a tsunami. Put it on the when he get a new line. All this drip don't need no status. Hellcat pussy, low mileage. Hey, hey. Low mileage, bitch. Uh. Chachi. Sloppy toppy. Sloppy toppy. Say the last syllable. What's up, y'all? This is Tressy. And this is Cedric, and we are through the crate. Digging through cultural and current events through the hip hop lens. Let's get to this What's up, guys? What's up? What's, What's up? Good? We back in this motherfucker with another one, though, bitch. Another one. And here we are. Another right back one. at it. It's always right good to see you on a Sunday morning. You know what? It's amazing. I don't think I've ever said that before. It's Aww. nice to see you. It is fun to come here and just be like, oh, look, we get to talk about things we're really into. And just, you know, give it out there and put it out there in the world. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Doing this for fucking three years. Yeah. Yeah, something like that, yeah. A little over three I mean, years. I've known you for much longer than that. I mean, yeah, no. <laughs> so we've been doing this for 10% of our lives. Think about it. Seriously. Think about it. Think about it. I mean, think about it. It's a long time. Talk about it. Talk about it. Think about it. <laughs> think about it. Talk about it. Uh, think about it. Talk about it. Talk about it. Talk about it. Talk about it. Be about it. Talk about it. Be about it. Talk about it. Be about it. Okay. Yeah, that's great. That's great. That's great. Little uh, impromptu right. little jam session <laughs> Talk about here. it, beat about it. Talk about Yo, it, beat I didn't about even know you could do that to your pad, bro. She pushed the button and the whole shit just changed to the a whole drum shit. pad, bro. Oh! <laughs> Got them skills. I mean, when you a producer, you always a producer. Hey, talk about it, talk about it. Be about it, be about it. Talk about it, talk about it. Be about it, be about it. Talk about it, talk about it. Be about it, be about it. All right, all right. The people are here not for the tunes, but to hear our opinions on tunes. Exactly. All right, well, the opinion on tunes and the opinion on pop culture and the opinion on other motherfucking things. Opinion on this dick! (laughs) All right, well, what we got going on for y'all is, again, the game that I'm going to make sure I make an instrumental and little intro (laughs) music for at some point. But we got the verse game. Name those bars. Name them. Name the bars. I did last week, and I thought I chose an amazing song. You did. I think that was, and that was hard for me because it was, I think it was hard because it was Jay-Z, like his cadence and everything, and I just could not get off of Jay-Z. But then if you think about it, Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Right. Like, so, like, why why wouldn't you? I couldn't get it. I don't know why. It's all right. I was kind of, I was kind of embarrassed, you know. Ben got it. Exactly, right? Good job, Ben. Yeah. yeah. Benji's not here today, guys, if you hadn't noticed. Uh, no, he is not here because he's out sucking his own penis. I mean, he must have a pretty big dick. Or very he's got rid of some ribs. <laughs> <laughs> well, was that, didn't Marilyn Manson do that shit? Yes. Is that a, was that real or was that a rumor? I, I don't, to be honest, I don't know. When I was I in school, I just believed everything I heard. Yep. Oh, it's on the internet? No, it's real. Internet. Where'd you get that from? <laughs> the internet. Internet. <laughs> All right, so what's your fucking verse? All right. Don't so, tell me who or what. Just I'm me. not. Give me some so bars. So I'll just do the first few bars, and then you go ahead and try and figure out if you can do it. And I'm cool. turning my computer away from you. Yes, please, so I can't cheat. Or maybe I, I should know. just read it off my phone. Okay. Um. Here we go. 
Never complacent, I be complacent. I be on the chase for the cream. Cash rules everything, but you facing a king. Let's step up to the parliament. Every fucking bar legit. I know you in denial, like an alcoholic father. Father is. Oh fuck. Um, is this rapper from New York? No. No, no, no. You be saying no, 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 no. Is this rapper from the South? Let me double check. Just so I remember exactly. <laughs> but I think they are. Come on. All right. Googling is Googled. And we had the Wikipedias. Uh, <laughs> the Wikipedias. The Wikipedia. Um, no. Okay. Um, did this verse come out post 9-11? Yes. Is it J. Cole? No. You want some more? Give me a little more. Give me a little more. All right. So, hold up. Let me pause a bit. Nobody is raw's this. Word to Jesus Christ. I hope nobody ever crossed the kid. Damn, yes, man. Damn, yes, men of the main Judas. But I will remain as true as my problem. problems I aim through it. Is that thought-provoking that leave you lost and hoping? Voices in my head be lying, so my heart has spoken. I have two more lines. I'll just give them to you. Rap niggas far from potent. They just out here saying random shit. Had to drop a classic because I heard they was demanding it. Um, Are they from the Midwest? No. So I'll give you a hint in regards to where they're from. Okay. It's, it's a in between the... It's on the East Coast. But okay. it's in between the North and South. So uh, it's a place where people don't really classify as a South. Is this, is this like Virginia? They're from Virginia? What is this, Pusha T? Who the fuck is from Virginia? It's not Virginia per se. I'll give you this, DMV. Oh, I see now there's nobody else from DMV. No, you don't know that. Um, is this a Wale verse? And it's got to be Gold Link. Nope. What? <laughs> all right. All right. What is it? Like seven This one's going to be hard. I did post this in our Slack channel, though. <laughs> now he's going to go look through our Slack. <laughs> um, God damn it, dude. I do not know. Um, but th This was a single? Um, or just a deep cut from an album? It's not a deep cut from an album, but I think it's a throwaway. Like, just put out. Who the fuck is from DMV who's not Wale and fucking Gold Link? I'll give you a hint. You know how, like, on video games you can have, like, a clan tag? Yeah. This person has one of those. A clan tag. Like a crew tag in front of their name. This does not help me at all. Um... Shit, dude. Um, I can just okay. give it to you. All right, what's the... Okay, is this person a part of ASAP? No. Is this person a part of YBN? Yes. Is this YBN Corday? Yes. Okay. There you go. <laughs> I had to Jesus give you a couple hints, but that was Christ. good. He's got bars, though. What song That's is that? That's why I did it. It's called um, What's Life. What's Life? Yeah, I'll give you a couple, like a few minutes of it. I like this guy. Oh, my God. 
God, Grandma. My grandma is trying to FaceTime you right now. Face, turn that FaceTime shit off. Yo, if you got an iPhone and you still using FaceTime, that shit needs to be turned off. Oh, my God, Grandma. Why is it going through the speakers? Because, Grandma, I'm going to have to call you back, okay? All right, thank you. Goodbye. Because she's going to keep calling if I don't do that. So in case you guys don't know, FaceTime got uh, a huge bug in FaceTime. Where yeah. you can s- snooze in or sneak in or or buzz in or just hop in anyone's phone. So just, you know. Yeah, just don't, don't, don't have it on. Don't use FaceTime. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, YBN Corday, I like this young guy. He's he's not even 20 yet, is he? He's like 19 or 18. He's been in the studio with Dre already. I've seen it. Isn't that crazy? But let me just give you a little bit of it. Let me just look oh. it up here real quick. Yeah, Rappers with a Lisp. <laughs> he's one of them. Yeah, he dropped this as a freebie, though. It's just, it's a really dope song. And he does really sound, when, when you said J. Cole, he sounds like J. Cole on this. So that's why I was really, uh, yeah. it was just very, this is uh, super J. Cole. Yeah. It is. Uh, what is life without love? What's life without dreams? What's life without goals? Everything ain't what it seems. What's life without friends who remain genuine? Don't care about the money or what type of crib you in. Who can withstand the test of time? That's just a guess of mine. Here in real life, homie, this is not a Isn't set that design. Dope? Not on TV screens or the magazine covers. Sitting and observing as the Travis Steve flutters. Uh. While we got a beef shit, I'd rather be brothers. Yep. Trips to Tokyo with some Japanese lovers. Mm. Lost boy in this world full of hate. Voices in my head be lying, so my heart has spoken. Rap niggas far from potent. They just out here saying random shit. Had to drop a classic because I heard they was demanding it. Hey. Hey. Hey, that's hot, bro. Yeah. I fuck with that. Yeah. It's a dope song. That's how he's a young man. See, there's there's hope. There is so much hope. There's hope. People who say hip hop is dead, it's never going to be dead. You just got to look. You just got to find it. I I fuck with this dude. Keep digging through the crates and find some shit. You feel me? All right, so that's the verse for the day. Bars, bars, bars. Thank you very much, YBN Corday. That was a bar. Hey. Verse of the day. Thank you so much, YBN Corday. I be spitting on the mic. She about to yeah, switch hear her, what she I about say. To switch the machine again. Switch the machine up so I can give you a beat. Look at my feet. They're kind of cold. All right, All anyway. Right. <laughs> um, so, uh, next thing we're going to talk about is this... Uh, like what's hot musically yeah. right now? Um, and normally that has to do with the stupid Billboard charts. I don't believe in the Billboard charts because everyone can fucking mask or like they they can do whatever they want to their so, fuck to their fucking numbers. So we talked about this before. Right. I feel like the Billboard is closer to being accurate than it has ever been before because it takes into account streams. So it's actually taking into account consumption and not just purchases. So it's right. not just dollars. It's what are people actually listening to? So 
If anything, this is the most accurate Billboard has ever been. So what's number one this week on the single charts? Seven Rings by Ariana Grande. Seven Rings by Ariana Grande. Um, Isn't that weird? Not really, because she's kind of hot right now. Oh, yeah, that's true. You know, because her, her ex died, and then, you her know. Her other ex is going crazy. And then she broke up with her her other guy, and then she made a song about all her guys. It was just very, I hate to say, it was very calculated. Her whole rise has been very calculated this this year, like towards the end of last year and mm-hmm. this year right now. So, You think it, she's been defined by her relationships or her music? I don't listen to her music, but I know her for her relationships because I fucking, well, the, the, and know, I for me, because, for me, right. I don't so, fuck with her music really. Right. I mean, I don't either, but I think, I wouldn't say that she's defined by her relationships just because her music, like she can sing and she is. She can sing. Right. And she's put out a lot of music, you know, like she's built a brand for herself and she all shouldn't that have shit. worn that at the, uh, what was that she was singing at? The fucking at? Um, the, funeral. The funeral for George Bush. Why the fuck she wear that? Not George Bush. I think it was Whitney Houston. It was Whitney Houston, you're yeah. right. You said George Bush. Yeah. <laughs> they ain't gonna have no black pas- pastor at the George Bush funeral. You Damn fucking- <laughs> right. The fuck am I thinking about? I guess I guess what honestly made me think that, this is really fucked up and a really fucked up tangent, but George Bush was a known, like, creep uh, to women, and the guy was so a creep just, to her. So I put so creep, <laughs> creep, George Bush. So it was Bill Clinton. So. <laughs> That's why my brain went All there. fucking presidents are creep to women, except for Obama, apparently. He loves his wife. Yeah, I mean, he when you got a wife like that. No, he yo. <laughs> if he she would Shit. she would kill him in his sleep if he. Why you need to? Up. Do you see those arms? Yeah, right. <laughs> I will fucking choke you out. <laughs> so let's talk about this song, mm-hmm. uh, Seven Rings. So what was interesting to me about the song because I did listen to it just you know because it's number one. It's like, right. Why is this song number one? And he made me listen to it because we were going to talk about it because he found something interesting about it. Like to hear, here it go. Everything in this song is borrowed. Oh, snap. Everything. Her initial melody. Her initial melody. Her, like, counter melody to that. Mm -hmm. And then, finally, the one time she strays from those two melodies, guess what? She's doing her best Beyonce impersonation. Ooh. So, the first melody is from fucking Sound of Music. Uh, Yes, Judy Garland. Right. These are a few of my favorite things. Which is, I have no issue with that. Because trust me, hip-hop's been doing that for Yeah, forever. we sample everything. We sample shit, right? That's cool. Mm-hmm. And then she fucking gives Soldier Boy some more legitimacy by using this his pretty boy right swag flow. Is my swag. Oh, the girls are on me. Swag. <laughs> right? So she fucking does that on the song, right. too. Mm-hmm. And then the last part of the song where she actually starts to flip off a little bit, she's doing her best Beyonce Beyonce impersonation. Yeah. So nothing in this song is original. Nothing. Nothing at all. And then this began, uh, not began, but like this made us go into a conversation of why is most music on the charts or why is most of the music that's out right now, why do we like some of that music? And it's because a lot of it has to do with nostalgia. And it's familiar, yeah. And it's familiar, you know? Like you think about the things, you think about the time when music was mostly original and you take from those things like a few of my favorite things that's when there was some original music you take about uh pretty boy swag like soldier boy was probably and i hate to say this but who oh, oh, say it say <laughs> he's it. one of the first people to to do those flows and oh, to make that shit happen drink drink 
Drake? You talking about the boy that, that hiding from the kids from the world? The world Who? From his kids? <laughs> no. We didn't, talk, <laughs> we didn't talk about him last week because we were just so like yeah, exhausted I'm over it. it. But y'all keep giving legitimacy to this nigga by using his shit. But the thing is, he is there is legitimacy to it because Thought of. About it. I mean, th- he is the first of his kind, and that's it. It's the same way when we were talking about Future. I think Future was the first and the best of his kind. And that's why people fuck with Future. But um, but yeah, so this 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 song is is very interesting, borrowing from a lot of different places. I'm sure a lot of people are getting paid off of it because it is definitely number oh, one expensive. for a while. And it's it's an expensive song, but it did its expensive. job. Yeah, it did exactly. Its job. Um and you know what to be honest, it's not a bad song. It's not. It's not a bad song. I'm not I'm we're talking all this shit about it, but I'm talking shit because I I know what went behind making it. You and I know why it, I like it. And I know why I like it, because it's familiar. I'm a very big fan of, of my favorite things. Pretty Boy Swag was a very, like, popular viral song. But having someone who can actually sing and, mm-hmm. and like, use that melody in a way that doesn't sound like you're gasping for air every two seconds is and who great. Doesn't, and who doesn't love Beyonce when she starts getting in her bag and yeah. doing that fast singing shit? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if we really want to go back, that's Usher that started that, but... Oh! Still Atlanta. Or still mm. in the South, I should say, because she's actually from Houston. True. But, um, but yeah, so that was very interesting. I think that's all we wanted to go ahead and, like, yeah. point out. So if you are listening to Seven Rings and you're like, oh, my God, this song is amazing, just know why. Remember why. Just remember why. That's it. That's it. That's all. Boom. Done. That's it. And now, <laughs> a message from our sponsors. Me, nigga. No, we ain't got sponsors. It's me. Uh, we should make a fake ass thing. <laughs> Yo, I'm sponsoring this shit. You know why? Because I need y'all motherfuckers money. <laughs> but now we're going to talk about the album of the week. In the Hip Hop Cafe. Yeah, she just came with that name. It's fine, though. Yeah, um, I like it. So... This person who we're going to be talking about right now is an artist that me and Tressie both found independent from each other mm-hmm. around the same time, yep. through the same venue. Mm-hmm. Um, he shout was out a, to Sway in the morning. Shout out to Sway in the morning. He has his little ciphers and shit with unknown or little known artists. He had a guy on there in December 2014 by the name of Boogie. Mm-hmm. Did a little minute and a half freestyle. And that shit was fire. Super fire. Shout out to... Yada, shout out to the Los Rockers. Both of these niggas think they balling, balling, but they just globe trotters. Uh, I was like, oh, off the okay. top bar, off right? the top, off yeah. the top bar. And then he just started rapping, and mm-hmm. and then I started following his music, mm-hmm. you know. And he started saying a lot of things that are really nice. Oh God, here we go. And then, uh, <laughs> since, since then, he started saying since some things then, that were nice. Then, since then, I started liking his music. Um, <laughs> he sounds super sweet. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, y'all, like for real, um, I was anticipating this album because he, I'm pretty sure we posted on our IG when he got signed to uh, Shady. Yeah. Because I was excited. I'm like, holy shit, we're finally going to get mm-hmm. like a full length project from this dude. We're finally going to get quality production and mm-hmm. mixing and mastering and it's going to exactly. be a, a rollout. We're going to get a debut album from mm-hmm. this underground guy who I know has skills because I've seen him on multiple freestyles. So mm-hmm. I'm curious to see how it translates. And him being signed by Eminem is like mm-hmm. you're signed by a spitter. Right. Someone who understands and appreciates hip hop. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that Eminem wouldn't taint the product 
to water it down or to try to make it too or commercial. Or to try and produce on it. Right. Oh um, my god! And so I here we have that because if he did produce on that motherfucker, it doesn't sound like it. I will no, say. no, no. And so we got it. It dropped last week, and I've been listening to it all week. And Same. you know, I have my views on it, but I know my cousin, so I'm I've been dying, dying to know what she feels. I want to know what you feel first. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, before you say what you're gonna say, I already know what you're gonna say, so I'm gonna say it real fast. <laughs> she loves this vibey shit, y'all. She loves the fucking. Well, I'm talking. I didn't when a say man anything. is talking, a man, you the, sit down. I will turn your fucking you mic off right time. now. Are you sure? Because I will do that shit right now. You don't um, have to use no, that no. man shit on me. Uh, yeah, yeah. But no, but like for real, yo, like yo. Uh, she loves that vibey shit. I know you do, and uh, I enjoy it too. And so. The first single was what? Uh, Silent Ride, I think. Was, Silent was... Ride Home. Dope track. Mm-hmm. Fucking dope. Loved it. Um, and then I listened to the album. And general thoughts, it's a vibey album. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the whole album is like in this very same vibe, right? Um, but then it's just kind of the same vibe from beginning to end. And I'm... Still trying to figure out what I got out of the album after listening to it over and over again. So, I get it, Boogie. Actually, you know what? Let me just start from the top with this guy. Go ahead. Um, the first track, Tired and Reflections, it it kind of sets the tone for the whole album with um, the vibiness of the song, the instrumental, which I, I enjoyed the instrumentals from top to bottom on this yes. Instrumentals were dope. Like, mm-hmm. um, it it falls in line with exactly the kind of rap that I like too, mm-hmm. um, especially when I'm in that that zone. Mm-hmm. You know, um, first song. This is like the the instrumentals on this is my permanent zone. Yes, that is your. That's permanent why zone. you were like, yeah, <laughs> you would love this shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the first song he he gets into it. It's it's you instantly know what you're getting. Mm-hmm. It's an introspective look into Boogie's life, and he has a line in there where he's saying like. Um, Looking in the mirror. Um, fuck. Let me see. He's looking in the mirror and he's not happy with the person that he sees back. Or he, he he's in a fight with the person in the, in the mirror. Um, and that's that's absolutely what is happening on this whole album. He's he's pretty much... And, and this is something that I found that was interesting about this album. Where a lot of rappers who are introspective or who are talking about things that are life-related, they they blame external forces. Right. They say, oh, it's society, mm-hmm. or my upbringing, or these streets. Right. He doesn't blame... He, he, he puts the blame solely on himself mm-hmm. for all of his shortcomings. He's like, I'm mm-hmm. in a battle with myself. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to be the best me. I am not there yet, but I'm in the battle with myself. And that that I have to give him major props for because... Even a lot of introspective rap, there's still a lot of external forces that people blame. Right. He didn't. He didn't. He went he blamed into himself. It. Yeah. The exact line is, if they ever find a nigga, I'd, I identify the killer. I'm gonna be the only witness. It's that pussy in the mirror. It's a dope. Right. It's a dope way to end it. Like right. it's very Kendrick like. Yeah. <laughs> you know, very. But he's blaming work. himself. Um, and even Kendrick points blame at the system or the yes. man. But he didn't. He said it's me. But but Kendrick did both. He did. Kendrick did both for he sure. He did. 
Um, uh-huh. But I think what happens with Boogie, and if you, um, not to like cut. You're fine. Yeah. You're good. Um, Interject whenever, strong black woman. <laughs> Sorry. Are you sure? Is, is that sarcasm or can I keep going? Half sarcasm. Okay, then go ahead. I don't know. You're trying to be a fucking loser about my biracialness. Anyway. um, (laughs) No, but like that's one of the things that I think he does is that he's just, he's one of those people that just looks at himself solely. Yes. Yeah. And I just lost my thought. So that's why I ended it with that because you took the whole biracial um, stance and I lost what I was talking about. Yeah, no, it's fine. Had to throw me off. (laughs) But, but it's all good. You know, and, um, I mean, how did you feel about the first track? I love the first track. I like, I like how, because you know, I'm, I'm very, I like to talk about the introspective. I like, I like people to, I'm, I'm I preach self reflection to yeah. a lot of people that I talk to. Even just last night, I was, I was, you know, hanging out with my homegirls, and we were talking about um, all of that stuff. So, um, I'm really, I'm really into that. I really like when people start to be honest about themselves and their actions and things that they do that they can possibly change or try to change. And so with the fact that he's saying, I'm tired of hearing you talk about this chick over like, you know, oh, opening the beer. <laughs> um, but like when he's like, I'm tired of like listening to you like talk about this chick. I'm tired of you um, talking about like the same, it's basically like the same chick that you, you've been talking about since First 48, uh, or Thirst 48, it's the same shit that you've been talking about. And then he's like, yeah, you know why it's the same shit? Because I'm trying to like figure this shit out, you know? And that that's why I love about this track, and it gives you a precursor, of course, to the rest of the album. So my, my main thing about people who are that introspective and mm-hmm. can see that is then why are you still doing the same shit? So then it's like, with that intro, great. Right. Mm-hmm. Every track after that is him doing the same shit, or maybe it's it's him talking about it too. So just to be to to add on to that, though, I understand why people continue to do the same shit when they know that it's not right, and that's just because I want to. I know this, like you know, yeah, that's right. It. it feels good. That's I it's like just it. I. It's because and I, I want to, and that's like the human thing. Like we we can fight all day in our heads, but at the end of the day, we're gonna do what we want to do. It takes a, a bunch of different times for people to really like sit there and actually understand what it is that they they understand, I guess you could say too. Like to be able to understand that I fuck up all the time. Like that's a depressing thing to handle. I yeah. fuck up all the time and I know I'm fucking up. Why do I keep doing this? And that can make you depressed to want to continue to fuck up more. Right. So it's not like a, a why do you keep doing this? But I think another thing is is that throughout the album... Like, even if you listen to some of his interviews, like, he's saying, like, these are the things, like, I'm trying to get rid of, and that's why this album is th- this way. Um, and he's like, I'm trying to be, like, I've, I've always cheated. I've never been in a faithful relationship. I really want to try and do good now. You know what I mean? So I think that's that's interesting. It's it's, it's, inter- it's interesting to hear this album and hear him say that in interviews. Like, maybe this was, like, his final Not straw okay. thing. Again, I, I don't watch a lot of interviews. I know. Um, because... I want to hear what the music say first. Mm-hmm. I'll probably go back and watch some interviews after, mm-hmm. but at this point, I'm just really trying to listen to the music. Right. But and then from the first song, it goes into "Silent Ride," which dope track. Again, we talked about it. The single, mm-hmm. I love it. Um, again, the instrumentals right in those same lines of nice and vibey. 
You know what I'm saying? It's a and super bay track. It's a bay track, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a West Coast track like a motherfucker. And it's fucking dope. I love it. Bars on it, solid. The flow on it, solid. The vibe, solid. When I first heard it, I thought he was trying to be like Wale. Oh, really? You know how Wale be trying to sing like that? I hate when Wale does it. Wait, didn't you throw out that part where he was like singing and like the auto-tune caught his ass? What song uh, was that? that song was, uh... It's not... Is it Sky... No, it's, uh... Fuck. I think it's Camp something. Or is it Time? Nah. Okay. Anyway, so after Silent Ride, we get to Swap Meet. I, I didn't... Swap Meet. Swap Meet is the song. I was like... So overall, you know, by the time I got to this song, I was like, all right, bro, you can't sing. Yes. That- when, the, and it only took me three songs to get to the point where I was like, stop it. Mm-hmm. Three songs in, I'm like, just, just, just don't sing. Mm-hmm. Have somebody else do it. I don't mind the melodies. Mm-hmm. The melodies, I think, are actually good. Yep. I think they're strong melodies. We strongly agree on this. <laughs> don't sing it. So... <laughs> I was, so I listened to this song once all the way through, top to the bottom, no no skips, no nothing, right? Yeah, yeah. Then I listened to it shuffled, and that was way better than listening top to bottom. Really? Yes. So oh. listening, because you don't get tired of his singing. Okay, because the singing doesn't just go stack it's, and stack. Exactly, it doesn't stack, because you're, you're trying to like, okay, I understand that you want, maybe you just don't want to pay nobody else to sing this shit or something like, I don't know, because I know everything's for sale, that's the whole fucking <laughs> theme of this shit but um but yeah like you singing on silent ride i was i was a little annoyed on the first uh listen when i listened all the way through because you're singing and it reminds me of the way that i hate when wale sings and then you come at me with with swap meet and that's when i hear the huge jump in auto tune you know what it's i mean like, you're almost ah, get on <laughs> like he literally like if you listen to the very beginning i think it's in the within the first 15 to 30 seconds um, there's a, a a a note that he does, and it's and it's over like I think the acoustic t- guitar, and he goes from one note all and and you can hear the auto tune push his fucking voice all the way up. Yeah, I maybe I mean, again engineer ears like I can hear that shit, but uh, I pointed out to Cedric and Cedric was like, "Holy shit!" That's all you hear. <laughs> yeah, that's all you hear. That's now. all you hear now. <laughs> And that's on Swap Meet if you guys want to listen. But and, um, and yeah, and, and not just his actual singing, but then even this is supposed to be a sweet song, and you're you're comparing a person, a relationship with a person, and their value to that of something you would get at a Swap Meet on Bargain. I thought that kind of cheapened the whole sweetness of the song. But if you think about it. Like, from being from the hood, like, you appreciate shit that you get on a bargain. Like, you appreciate, like, yo, this was a steal. I love that. Like, I didn't have to spend all my money on this. This is dope. Yeah, but niggas also talk about having VVs and... and Does he talk about that shit on this? He doesn't. Exactly. He doesn't. mm -hmm. So, I mean, maybe. But Mm -hmm. but if if, if I'm taking this song and just adding it to the hip-hop landscape of talking about a woman or a relationship. Mm-hmm. It's cheap. And I I don't see it that way because I understand a bargain. <laughs> and I'm not saying that you don't, but I, I, I understand Boogie from a perspective of he is not like these other rap niggas. Just the same way that 
I because I to me I don't, okay. you know what I mean same yeah. way I would put like a J- Jid again a Kidrick again a Cole even a Wale sometimes um, not like all these other people so like he's not going to use the same um, barometer to you know we well, right I mean he doesn't brag yeah. at all in this album there's no like. Because everything's no, for sale. There's no money bars on this shit. And I think that kind of goes in with the everything's for sale. Like the swap meet thing. Like I get a thing on a bargain type of... Like you appreciate stuff that you can... Like you can... Everyone a appreciates a sale. It's worth more, but man, I got a good deal on it. Mm-hmm. Pussy was cheap. Um, So the next song... <laughs> Pussy was cheap. Next song... Oh, I'm sorry, it's not a song. It's an interlude. interlude. That's four fucking minutes long. So this interlude... The only interlude on this on the album is actually the longest track on the album. Right. The interlude mm-hmm. is the longest song on the album. Mm-hmm. So this this album overall, most songs are about two and a half, three minutes. Mm-hmm. The interlude's four and a half. And it's good. I like it. You know, it it's it's more of the same, uh, as in subject matter. Kind of like you said, you know, he's he's talking about his relationships. Yeah. He's talking about uh, how shitty he is with women, how aware he is of how shitty he is, but how he still does it. Right. That's kind of the theme I get from top to bottom on this mm-hmm. record is I'm shitty at relationships, but I still do it. Right. And I, I guess that would be my critique of this album is that we, you know, before we... we um started recording today we listened to the the freestyle that we that i got into or first heard from boogie and he was on that shit like i love him talking shit and this whole album is not him talking shit and i was hoping i can get something of him talking shit because i know he has the ability to do that um and i thought that maybe with the whole everything is for sale theme that he might be able to talk that type of shit high some industry bullshit yeah exactly which he kind of did on soho yes Soho was kind of a, a jab at the industry. the industry and how the the fakeness of the industry mm-hmm. um, featuring J.I.D. and it's Jed. It's, it's murdered. It's a dope song. I wish I could got. I wish I could have got a little more of just the song. It was mm-hmm. it was short. Um, but yeah, it is a two minute song. But it's a solid two minutes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that that's just one of the things that that would be one of my critiques is that like I I wish I got more of the rapidity rap. Oh, it's not here, you know. Uh, and and then we go to skydive. Mm-hmm. So skydive, he brings in this idea of being addicted to pain, and I'm like, huh? Mm-hmm. You sadistic? You like pain, bro? Want to get want to get tied up, whipped, beat? You're weird. I am weird. Super um, surface. <laughs> well, no. But I, I, I understand it. I understand mm-hmm. him, again, diving into this idea of being an imperfect person mm-hmm. and doing imperfect things and hurting mm-hmm. people and get, putting himself in positions that allows him to get hurt. Mm-hmm. But he keeps doing it, so he must like it. That's the thought process. But have we you are never on, had a thought process like that? I have, but I don't know if I would have put the same thought into the first six, seven songs on my album and then do it <laughs> from top to bottom. You know, I, I, my mind might have wandered at some point, and I may have done something different. Just, you know, throwing a thought out there. Yeah, I get you. I get you. Uh, 
Yeah, mm-hmm. and then uh, Live 95. It's talking about cheating. Mm-hmm. It's more of the same shit. Again, instrumentals. Top to bottom, solid. Amazing. But they're, again, also in the same vein. They're also mm-hmm. all kind of like the same BPM. Like, they're all instrumenty. They're instrumenty. Yeah, it's a word. I just made it up. Instrumenty. They're all instrumenty. I mean, I would vibey. say the same thing about a future album, though, too. All same BPMs. Yeah, for but sure. But when you have, but you think it's a lot easier to listen to an upbeat same BPM than a, like, because this isn't upbeat. No. You know, it's more like laid back. So if something that's more rah rah, you can listen to that. Over and, and, over. and I'm not even knocking this wholly on the instrument. Mm-hmm. I think the instrumentals are dope from top to bottom. No, but you're saying like the same deep BPM. It, it's like it's dragging for you. Everything is dragging, though. Mm-hmm. The. Not just the production, mm-hmm. but the subject matter of every song. The subject matter is definitely dragging, yes. Mm-hmm. There's not many features on here to bring... Other elements. Anything and- else on top of Boogie. So, if I'm going to compare this to a Future project, where, yes, a lot of the beats are the same, mm-hmm. Future had two, three beat switches on his last album. There mm-hmm. was, like, one beat switch on here. And I'm not saying beats, which are like the the, the crowning jewel but if of you're gonna have diversity, the same... but mixed it up a little bit. Like even Future had a couple beats, which is like, uh, in different content. Uh, anyway, I just think, but the thing is, is that with Future, you're not listening for content. So when you're listening, I think that's the 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 the, the um the difference here. Like I know I don't want to compare his album continually you can't. to future you can't. because it's not in the same, not the same vein at all. But I, I just think about like things that that we expect from people that actually have lyrical ability, that actually right. have um an ability to form concepts and and like there is a complete concept of, on this album, but it's a it's like you're you're fucking knocking this thing into my brain. Yeah, and I got into him not because he was a, a vibey rapper. I got into him because he had bars. Mm-hmm. And then I get this album where he's and he still he still has bars on this album. I'm, don't get me wrong. He's he's barring he's barring up, but he's not like the reason why I, I think he still has bars on this album is because of the introspective and and the the way that he actually does form like thoughts too, like the skydive thing. I thought that was awesome. Um, just I don't know, like the Soho thing was was cool, like how he formed that thought. But it's just like those are those are bars, but it's just like it's the same. It's it's I think it's just the the content that is really dragging everything else, and that makes you think of everything else that's dragging. I guess I don't know. You're right. It's not mm-hmm. just one thing dragging. It's not just all the beats are similar. Mm-hmm. It's not just that. It's not just the flows are similar. It's not just. I that. think if the content it's not was different, just the content is. The same. I think it's if like the content it's all was all of that together. Right. But I, to me, I think if the content was different throughout, like if you had just maybe a few songs here about that, a few sing- songs here about something else, and then tying something else together to make sure that everything is for sale, or maybe I just don't understand the concept too much or whatever, like maybe I'm missing it. But I think if you had different content, everything else wouldn't drag so much. I think the content is what's dragging us, and it's the fact that he's also singing and doesn't have the features. Like... The fact that you don't have a singing voice and you're and you are also dragging this content along is what is making the album feel too long. Yes, and it's actually pretty short. 
It's very short, so. Um, probably one of my more favorite songs towards the end of the album is going to be Self Destruction. Same. Um, again, it's kind of a switch up of the beat. The beat's got a little bit a switch more, up. Mm-hmm. got a little bit more of a harder, harder bump to it. Um, and it's a slightly different concept. Slightly different concept, <laughs> and he's he, he's he's being funny. He's mm-hmm. like making fun of rappers. Like I like the whole uh, bar he's got where he says, um, "Rap, you rapping about Zannies? I'm smashing." I'm smashing your bitch while you passed out. <laughs> so it's like, he's making fun of these rappers. He's making fun of these rappers about what they rap about. About, oh, I remember nothing. It's hot. It's hard. It's hard. Like, it's a I, dope song. I expected more of that. Mm-hmm. And I he, wish there was a more, like, at, more least, of a, that. at just, least two more songs of that. Something else, you know? And, and then he goes from that to time where he's singing again. It's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> It's like, I mean, I appreciate you wanting to sing, and and he doesn't sound that bad. But when you continually do it to us, like, we need different voice because your voice is very distinctive. You have that. It is, yeah. And all that we can't, and you're not changing your voice up like a Jid or Kendrick does. Jid can actually sing though. Um, and the reason why I keep bringing those people up because I think that Boogie can't be in those lanes. Yeah, so he I, I put him in the lane of like a jid um, and annoyed. I think mm-hmm. we also talked about him yes, before. Yes, annoyed. Um, he's not signed to a major yet, but hopefully he should know, be. We'll, we'll see what happens mm-hmm. with him. And he's he's not bad. Mm-mm. Boogie is not bad, but this this album I think was just it just missed the mark for me. I don't think it missed the mark for me too much if I listen to it on shuffle. If you try and listen to it, that's 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 that's, that's a miss the mark. That's missing the mark. Okay. The point of an album is the artist puts time in the not just the songs, not just the instrumentals and the lyrics, but the placement of each song. There's skits. There's there's a, supposed to be a flow to an album. There's a reason why you buy an album because you start at song A and end at song Z, and you've you're, you're you've got something from that. If you gotta mm-hmm. mix it up, make your own assortment of songs. It defeats the purpose. Why are you spending money on it? Just release them all as singles, and I'll figure it out myself. And we can't judge him like Future. <laughs> we can. And even if I judge him like Future, it doesn't stack up. If I judge him like Future, it stacks up. Because I can listen to... If I listen to a Future album on Shuffle, that sounds a lot better than looking, going all the way through. But at the same time, the Future album is just... That drags for me. So, it could also be preference. But... um, I guess I do agree with you. Like, if I can't listen to it from top to bottom, then I guess it misses the mark. But I don't. I, I'm. I'm not prepared to say that this is trash or anything like that. I didn't say it was trash. Mm-hmm. I never used the word the trash. Execution, the I said execution. he missed the mark. Mm-hmm. This was not what I was expecting from his shady debut. So, you know. I mean, I'll still listen to the album though. We'll see how how it test uh, stands the test of time. Though. All right. Yep. Well, and that it. was Hip Hop Cafe. I have that and I didn't want to even Yeah, I know. You just did it with your mouth. It's better that way. <laughs> That's what she said. Oh, I was going to say that. Oh. You're my cousin. That might be weird. Eh, you know. I mean, we've already named your dick. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. The plumber. Um, did, did Tina ever listen to the podcast? Of course. I hope so. <laughs> I'll test it out later. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. 
Now going into some shit that's been happening outside of music dropping. Yeah, news. Oh, there we go. So, I don't know if y'all heard about this, but Jitty Jitty was called out by Tori Tori. Oh. He was called out, called out. Like, he was like, I will go through Kaz, Boz, Jid, even that Jid motherfucker, just so I can get to Cole. It's cloud chasing. Cloud. He don't want it with Jid, man. You don't want that kind of smoke. That's a different kind of smoke, my nigga. And then fucking Jid came out on his little live and, and was like, nah. <laughs> don't even try it. You, you don't want People it. People got Dreamville fucked up. You don't want this smoke. Dreamville's going for TDE and they're not thinking they're about They're not about thinking about you, Tory. Tory. Go back to singing songs. Go back to, to fight with Don Q. Didn't uh, What's-Her-Name put a fucking song Dream out? Dream Doll. Because he, he said some shit about her in his the, diss the, to, Don to, Q. to Don Q. And she was like, he said you got something me about fucked up. For free. She, she fucking... Yes, she went back. I was she like, I was impressed. His ass. Yeah. I was impressed. I was impressed. Um, yeah, so I, I I would love to see more from that. I mean, it's all in fun, right? I right. mean, it is good nature. It's mm-hmm. not there's no malice behind this. They've both sides have acknowledged this. But it, like at some point, Tori, it's like, we know you're just doing this just for the clout. Mm-hmm. But if I get some good bars from Jid and the I'll take it. I mean, we got some good bars from him with the Jordan Lucas thing. We got some good bars from him with this Don Q thing too. Kind it's of, it's entertaining. It's in, it's definitely yeah. entertaining. I mean, this this, but he barking. He 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 getting some. Uh, I mean, he he been doing this shit with with Drake. This is the from the the start of his career. This is all he's been doing. He did. This is how he, why he had beef with Drake. He tried to pay. He said, "I put up ten thousand dollars of my own money." And we make a song and we'll see who's better kind of thing. And no shade or like, and not not to like say that Tori can't do this shit, but Tori, well, I guess that that disclaimer didn't, meant nothing. Tori can make songs like other people. And like, he's really good at, at being a chameleon in this shit. You know what I mean? Like, you can yeah. sound like other people. You can do things like. His single that's out now, he sounds like fucking Travis Scott. Yes, which is why they had an issue in the first place. Um, <laughs> so it's Tory Lanez being Tory Lanez. Yes, with his with his little hands that can't hold a cheeseburger. <laughs> Fucking Jid, <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not gonna talk about his hairline. You lost right there when when you said you ain't gonna talk about his hairline. I mean, and, you talked about his hairline. hairline. <laughs> so I, I'm I'm not. Dream Doll talked about the Beijing on on the she pillow. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. She did. You ate my ass, nigga. I don't know, but yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm interested just for the bars. Hell's yes, I am here for it. Next up, well, now going into some more serious shit. Um, kind of uh sad, not kind of very sad. Um, Jesse Smollett was unfortunately attacked. Um, here, here in Chicago while filming filming Empire by some homophobic, and racist yeah. uh, white men, I guess. Yeah. Well, they had masks on, but I'm going to assume they were white. You know what they say when you assume. You make an ass out of you and me. Amen. Aw. That's our fathers. 
All right. Um, yeah, you want to start in on that? I mean, this story is sad because when I first heard it, I damn near didn't believe it. But apparently he was eating. It's like 2 in the morning. Some dude saw him. Yeah, he was trying to go to a subway, right? Yeah. Pulled him off to the side. They called him the N-word and the F-word. You know, actually, you know what? I, <laughs> I hate when I watch the news and they're like, they called him a racial slur and a, a derogatory term for homosexuals. It's like, so now you can't even report the news and say what he said? Anyway, I'm not going to say it either, but... No, but to be honest, like... This was a funny tidbit for me. Yeah. Um, it's interesting, because in the story, they say that the attacker said this is MAGA country. MAGA country, yes. And I'm not sure if I believe that or not, just because I know they try and incite things from us when they by doing that right. and using those words. Uh, MAGA or, you know, Trump supporter, Trump anything... Um, so when I hear things like that, especially being reported from TMZ, um, it, I'm a little wary because I don't want to be played because they try and play us like a fiddle all day. Good for you. Um, <laughs> good for you. No, seriously. I'm not even being facetious. <laughs> See, I'm being I don't know serious. sometimes. Your fucking sarcasm and facetiousism. <laughs> facetiousism. <laughs> be like killing me sometimes. But yeah. Um, no, it's good. You, you should be skeptical of everything. Yeah. Especially... In this news cycle, shit's on Facebook, mm -hmm. Twitter, Instagram. Don't believe half the shit. Find like the source. To, yeah, insights. And we haven't heard from Jesse yet. At least I haven't seen any uh, I haven't. updates yet. And I'd love to hear from him because, I mean, one, I want to make sure he's doing okay. And two, like, I want to know exactly what happened. If he does remember it, like, I mean, like, did he have some, like, broken ribs or some shit? Like, He was beat up. <sighs> Apparently they poured bleach on him. Yeah. Reportedly, they poured, yeah. allegedly. So, we still don't have all the facts on this thing yet. Right. But at its face, it's pretty disgusting. It is. And I saw some people on Facebook um, starting to comment on it. And it was just interesting because some of my um, my gay friends on Facebook decided to, you know, speak out you about it. You have gay friends? Yes, I do. Lucky. You gotta love it. What do your gay friends have to say? <laughs> but yeah, so like some of my gay friends, like, it was very interesting to hear, like, this is a gay uh, white man, and he was like, if you think LGBT, he didn't put the Q on there, so it's always hard for me, because I just go LGBTQ. But <laughs> if you think LGBT people have it easy now, this is proof that they do not. Yes, things have gotten better, but the fact that we have to worry about being attacked for no, re no good reason is horrible. These attacks happen... I think it's hilarious when people say no good reason. Like, all right. <laughs> no no good. good reason. No good reason? Is there ever a good reason to attack somebody? Yeah, if they attack you first. That's true. That's true. That they threaten sense. your kids, your family. Ah, I'll kill you, bitch. They try to take your personal property. That's, that's, they threaten that's, your dog. Okay, I get it. My bad. Touch my dog, I'm going to kill you, nigga. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right, um... And then he goes, these attacks happen daily to regular people just because they are part of the LGBT community. And You can I'm, add a Q, it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> I have to because, you know, that's the, what it is. And I was just like, okay, that's interesting. But let's talk about the real reason this happened as well. And 
one of my other friends, another gay white man, goes, don't forget that Jesse Smollett was attacked for both his blackness and his queerness. If you're an ally to one, we need you to be an ally to the other. We must work to drive out this hatred, hatred and bigotry running rampant amongst our citizens. I That's loved true. that yeah. one. Yeah. Because it's not only that he is gay. It's not only... It, 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 he's all he's black before he's gay. Or not. Actually, I'm not going to say that because I hate when people try and put things before other But he's things. both. Exactly. So it's both the, the blackness and both the gayness that, that threatens other people, these insecure people. And... I don't know. I just, I, it's, it's tragic that we still have this fucking shit going on. Uh, it's, I think it's just good to recognize that there's those both things because there's a lot of times that, like, just from the 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 first uh, gay white man that I I read the post from, the way he said that stuff is the same way you should be saying stuff about any type of injustice in this world, and you don't tend to hear that in support of other things. Especially, like, sometimes I, I get pissed off at the gay community because they don't see the similarities. And I get sometimes pissed off with the black community because they don't see the similarities yeah. between the two groups. And just because the LGBTQ community has organized a little bit better and, of course, are probably more white <laughs> than, yeah. yeah, you know, than uh, the black community, of course. Um, it's just it's just making sure that we we recognize that both need to... You know, it's 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 like that saying, you know, when they came for this person, I wasn't there. When they came for this other person, I wasn't there. When they came for me, there was nobody left to even try to help me out because exactly. they already took them all. Exactly. So we have to stand up for every single person whenever there's injustice anywhere. Exactly. Like, it's just, you have to stand up for people for whatever the issue might be, whether it's because you're queer, because you're a different color, a different religion, whatever it is. We gotta we gotta stand together and fight this this hatred. Right. The only way we can do that is together. Amen. But yeah, so that was one thing that happened. So that and then speaking of his blackness, it I we've been watching uh Trigger Warning. Ooh, Killer Mike. By Killer Mike. Killing it, bro. Thank you. Almost hit the wrong one. <laughs> Killer Mike. Bravo, bro. I've right. always liked you as a rapper. You got some crazy... He's got bars, bro. He is, yeah. Killer Run the Jewels consistently. I saw him at... Uh, so does LP. Yeah. <laughs> LP is his, his white brother from another mother. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw them... Was it Lollapalooza one year? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. The white Ooh, kids yeah. were moshing their brains out. Like, literally, where I was standing... Mm-hmm. Like, one of the dudes was about to take the stage. The DJ boom, played that fucking first track. The whole crowd just Pushed. converged into the middle. And I was like, I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> and they're, like, running around me to, to get go. to the front. And then the fucking mosh pit literally stopped one row in front of where I was. Like, oh, God. Oh, thank God I don't have to move. <laughs> right. But, like, these kids were not only moshing. Mm-hmm. They knew every, every word, word to every song. And mm-hmm. I was like, God Damn. Yeah. They love they this some shit. Very loyal and woke fans too. Yes. And I'm glad Killer Mike was finally able to put his ideas and a lot of the concepts he has in his music in another venue that's easier to consume for everyday people. Right. 
AKA Netflix. Exactly. <laughs> um, and that's why I think uh, Cedric's only watched the first episode, but I've finished the whole season. And um, it's very, I think anybody that's out there that has been, um, that likes to challenge uh, the norm and likes to uh, engage in critical thought, I think this is a great uh, show for you to watch. Um, it's it's very interesting. Like even not, he he performs in one of the episodes for a uh, an old folks home, huh? And he does lie, steal, kill. Like, like he does that song, yeah. and he ends up breaking it down to people, and he actually gets a really good response. But during the song, he, what, what's what's funny? He got a barbershop quartet. To sing uh, while he rapped. Nice. So that it was like translate a little bit better. Um, <laughs> and some people walked out. And so when he started, then after the song, he started to like explain what he was like, what, his, what he was doing and stuff like that. And a lot of people, he got a really good response from it. So it's, it's, it's really educational. Yeah. And it, it really challenges your your thought process and, and what you think is right. And I'm I'm just I just really appreciate it. Yeah. It, I mean, one of the things that stood out to me for the first episode, I was watching it with my Chinese American wife, and it was interesting that I say that because he talks about different groups of people mm-hmm. and how long their dollar stays in their community. Yeah. That's the first episode. Um, that was the first episode, yeah. And that just struck me. You know, he talks about, um, was it the Jewish dollar was the first one? Mm-hmm. And it was like 21 days, white, and like Asian American was like 18 Everyone days. Had days. Mm-hmm. And black, six fucking hours. hours. We yep. make our money and we give it right back to them as quickly as possible. Dave Chappelle made a yeah. joke about that in his sketches. Um, Shit, I can't. Uh, they've got all this money. They just can't wait to give it back to us when right. they, they were talking about the uh, reparations. Yep, and it's it's a very true that's why thing. giving us reparations would probably not even it would help the economy because we just give it right back. Right, and it's 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 interesting to think about, you know. And mm-hmm. it 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 had me thinking about um, segregation mm-hmm. and some of the the good that was happening before desegregation happened. Mm-hmm. You had black schools. Mm-hmm. Talk with black teachers. Mm-hmm. You had black businesses because you couldn't go to white businesses. You had this whole Economic black struggle. economy mm-hmm. where it kept the dollar in the black community and circulating. Mm-hmm. And we don't have that anymore. No. And one of the things that, like, when people start to talk about, like, integration and how it was horrible for the black community... It's a touchy subject for me, but it I really like the way that um Killer Mike actually explains it, especially if you listen to his Breakfast Club um interview. Um a lot of I haven't heard it explained so eloquently before him because there's been a lot of like black professors and stuff like that. There's this one dude that's super aggressive and doesn't like gay people and doesn't like he likes to talk about how integration was bad. I can't remember his name. But um, but doesn't um provide like it's very racist in the reason why he did it. Got Whereas it. Killer Mike's is isn't as racist. It's it's more of a let's make sure that our community like builds up and we can still integrate with other things. But like we have to make sure that like 
we have our own like Chinatown or we have our right. own like there's there's a reason why you see a Chinatown in every every city. Every they city. support their own. Exactly. And it's not like they don't go out and do other things, but it's you know, you have to make sure that you are are doing things for your own community. Exactly. And it's 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 great to have that type of voice speaking mm-hmm. and having having things to say to speak to not just us, the black community or the hip hop community, but to like all like access to all races. So everyone can kind of understand not just what our struggles are, but kind of what our aspirations can be as well. Right. Um, because again, like we were saying before, my struggle is also related to your struggle and mm-hmm. this other group's struggle. Mm-hmm. We're all struggling for the same shit. To exactly. just have e- equality of opportunity, mm-hmm. equality of access to things. So it's, I mean, even though I'm only one episode in, I'm probably going to go home and watch two tonight and then, mm-hmm. you know, because it's, it's, it's that good. Yeah. It's really good. I watched it throughout the polar vortex. Nice. Yeah, while I was working. Um, yeah. Cool. It's good stuff. So I, I, I wanted to do something a little different since it is February and it is a Black, Black History, History Month. Month. Boop, boop. I wanted to kind of talk about some, you know, little known or people who aren't celebrated as much in mm-hmm. the black community who have kind of paved the way for a lot of things that we take for granted today. Right. Everyone knows Martin Luther King, Malcolm mm-hmm. X. We all know these people. Frederick Douglass. You know, W.E.B. Du Bois. Mm-hmm. We all know these people. <laughs> I always love saying them. W.E.B. Du Bois. Du Bois. Sounds like something that'd be on the boondocks. Right. Uh, <laughs> I love that shit. So, right. um, I, I went into a weird hole this weekend. We started going into like socialism and shit. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was weird. Whoa, hi Um, and so in in my socialist research, mm. um, I actually started looking it up because of the the trigger warning thing and the keeping the black dollar in the black community. Mm-hmm. Looking at a lot of black uh, leaders back in the day, a lot of them were talking about socialism, and so I started looking into that, and this guy's name came up, who I never heard of, who mm-hmm. apparently was the first black socialist. Okay. What's Peter Humphreys Clark. Peter Humphreys Clark. Okay. So this will be our guy for today. Um, lo- look him up yourself. Very interesting guy. Um, he's from Ohio, and he was considered um, one of Ohio's most effective black abolitionists, writers, and speakers. Um, he was the first teacher. Engaged by the Cincinnati Black Public Schools. Um, he was the founder and principal of Ohio's first public high school for black students. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, he, he did so much. He was remembered as the first black socialist in the United States. He ran for Congress as oh. a socialist. Okay. In 1878. A black Damn. man running for Congress 1878. in 1878. Um, under the Socialist Labor Party of America. Um, he had his own weekly newspaper. Um, he was appointed to secretary of the National Convention of Colored Men by Frederick Douglass. Talk about it. Um, he was a conductor of the Underground Railroad. Um, he was When he was spending some time in Cincinnati, 
He actually founded the first union for black teachers. Hmm. Um, I mean, this guy, like, was... He was big on education. He was big on socialism. And he was a teacher at a school that was uh, a segregated school for blacks. Again, we were talking about, you know, desegregation. He taught at a, seg- at a segregated school for 20 years teaching black kids. So you have a quality teacher teaching black kids in a black school. Like, something we don't have today. Mm-hmm. So I can only imagine some of the things he was teaching them. As a black man who would knew Frederick Douglass, who was the first for several things, um, he was a big educator. So it's like... What is he actually telling these kids? Right. Shit, I didn't know. I never knew about this guy. I didn't either. I knew nothing about him. But then, again, that's why. So, it's interesting to hear about a socialist, but um, historically in in our country, as a capitalistic, uh, capitalist um, society, we socialism is bad. It's terrible. Um. And I think it would it would um, be really helpful for our listeners if you can explain, um, like, what socialism is and what you've come to learn about it a little bit. So, yeah, I said I got into this hole because I started looking up a bunch of socialist shit. You know, we've got Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, AOC, yeah, talking about, AOC. you know, democratic socialism mm-hmm. and people freaking out about the term socialism. Right. And it seems scary because of the way they frame it. Mm-hmm. But if you go through historically, there's been socialist uprisings. In this country, happens periodically, and periodically it gets crushed. Right. And crushed by those in power, by mm-hmm. the capitalists, by um, the governments, mm-hmm. the rich empowered people. Um, because the idea of socialism is not necessarily to say, oh my God, we're going to become Russia or or Cuba. we're going to become Cuba or Venezuela. Um, socialism is really, at its core, the people who produce things own the rights of their production. Mm-hmm. So in capitalism, let's say you work a nine to five, right? Mm-hmm. At per hour, let's say you you make twenty dollars an hour, mm-hmm. right? So the person who's hiring you says, "Okay, I'll pay you twenty dollars an hour." The person who's hiring you is getting more than twenty dollars for every hour that you work. Mm-hmm. So there's there's extra. So you're you're producing more than what you're actually earning per mm-hmm. hour. That extra production goes to the top. Right. That's the profit. That's right? the profit. Right. Okay. That that's the extra production they get from you. Okay. And that goes to the very, very tippy top. So you have a big company of 100,000 people who are all working for a specific wage per hour, but per hour they're producing more. Mm-hmm. So then they only get to take what they've agreed to take. That extra amount of productivity goes to the heads of these companies who then decide what to do with that. Whether it's give it to shareholders, whether it's... um giving it to politicians to pass more laws to lower their taxes. Some of that goes to taxes. Mm -hmm. Some of that goes back into the business to reinvest and to hire more people, right? But those 100,000 people who are actually producing a thing, who are actually making the money, Mm -hmm. have no say in what their production actually does 
after they produce it. Mm-hmm. So what socialism says is instead of giving the power of those 15 people in the boardroom to do with what these 100,000 people are producing, it says, why don't the 100,000 people democratically decide what to do with what they're producing? Mm-hmm. Why don't they own that production? So if let's say, let's use a car company, for example, mm-hmm. right? Um, so Ford fam- famously said back in the day, you know, I want to pay people a certain amount to say that um, anyone who works in my factory should be able to afford to buy one of the cars that they're, that they're, they're producing. They're producing. Right? Okay. Makes perfect sense. We don't believe in that today. Most right. companies don't. But if companies were employee-owned, where instead of having 15, you know, um, people on the board, mm-hmm. the board consisted of people elected by the employees, they can control what happens to that extra revenue. So the business isn't old, owned by 15 people. It's owned by the employees. Is that kind of what it is? Sort of, yeah. So, so it's... Like- it's okay. it's 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 more like you own what you produce. Right. So everyone's like basically a contract worker. Like I, I, the reason why I think about it that way is because like I think about like when you are on a contract for a company like uh like you can work whatever hours you want to because you control whatever uh for the most part for most contract people. Right. So kind of to me it sounds like Everyone would be kind of, you would own your own business. You would own your own skill. Your skill would be your business. And and so and this is why I feel so, like, um, mm-hmm. I feel like unions are 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 important mm-hmm. in helping to rein in the tyranny of the capitalist. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something I you know, Peter H. Clark was big on. He was big on unions, unions. and that's why be- because of that. Because when you have collective bargaining with the people who are actually producing the thing, got you. Then you have more control on okay. what happens to that mm-hmm. thing you produce. Power in numbers, right? The same way how like we'll see like the rats or whatever um, out front of buildings where they're not using union workers to for the construction and shit like that. Right. Because because when they're people cu- are undercutting. Yes. The unit. They're trying to maximize the profits. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference between capitalism and socialism is that in socialism, the profits are distributed by the will of the people because they're owned by the people who are producing mm-hmm. the profits as opposed to being owned by a select few at the very top who are actually not producing a damn thing. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 very interesting. Like, I... I I'm starting to, to to feel more leaning more towards that way, mm-hmm. um, but we'll see. I I, I definitely want to keep reading more shit. Like I mean, uh, this guy Peter has has a lot of uh, writings that he did. So I I definitely want to read some of his literature, mm-hmm. um, read some more stuff for the times because it's what makes it more interesting to me is that every time someone comes up and starts talking about socialism, they get fucking murdered. Right. Uh, Martin Luther King Jr. was talking right. about socialism. Fucking murdered his ass. They didn't murder him when he was talking about equal equal rights, rights for, for blacks. Mm-hmm. They murdered him after that. Right. When he started talking about, all right, now we got a rainbow coalition. Rainbow because it's not just blacks. It's right. browns. It's yellows. It's everybody. Everyone. All the poor people saying, you know what? We need a basic income for mm-hmm. people. We need public housing for people who can't afford homes. Like, we need... 
living wages. Like, the same shit fucking Bernie Sanders is talking about. Exactly. They've been talking about for, for decades. Mm -hmm. But people who become prominent um, proponents of this stuff, they, 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 they get murdered. Fred Hampton, murdered. Right. Exactly. He was talking about socialism. So whenever the, the people in power don't like something, I get interested in it. Because mm -hmm. it lets me know they don't like There's this for right. a reason. Yeah, exactly. Because they're afraid of it. So, um, so yeah, it's just it's just it's interesting that that some shit that was going on 200 years ago is is happening today. Mm -hmm. We're seeing it 150 years ago. Sorry, my math is bad. <laughs> well, I can ask you way more questions on this, but we've already kind of hit our mark. Um, yeah, we'll continue this offline. Maybe we can ask some of our listeners to go ahead and chime in and see if they are interested in that kind of comp, uh, not a comp, conversation. I almost, almost a compilation for some reason. A compilation, a conversation. Conversation. But um, yeah, like I the just the amazing proclamation all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, I guess on that note, why don't you go ahead and tell them where they can find us? Yeah. So if you guys are into the internets. Um, you can find us on the tubes, um, cause you know, the internet is a, it's not a dump truck, you guys, it's a series of tubes. And so if you align your tubes to through the crate, you will find us. So take your tubes, align them to through the crate, whether it be .com or on Instagram or on Facebook or on Twitter, align them to through the crate and the tubes will bring you to us. <laughs> this nigga talking about tubes. It's not a dump truck. It's a series of tubes. Series of tubes. Yes. Series of tubes. Tubes. Hey. Series of tubes. Well, All right, well. I mean, yeah. What, what else you got to say, Tress? You got, you got something witty to say? Uh, not really. I just want to say, follow those series of tubes and through the crate and we out this motherfucks. Deuces. <laughs> <laughs>